Today we are joined by Jim Bull, CEO and founder of Build Grow Last. Build Grow Last is a business consultancy that aims to help business owners start and scale in the tech sector using business strategies that really work. His sole mission is to work directly with you to create a business environment where you know that the day-to-day is handled and you can raise your head and work on plans for the future. Welcome, Jim. Thank you very much for joining us today. Um, Please, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Will do. And thank you for having me, Holly. It's lovely to be here. Um, yeah, if I give you just a little bit about kind of where I come from, um, I mean, I'm I'm a, a techie guy um, originally. So uh, I was in the Oracle in graduate intake back in 1997. Uh, I was employee number 4096 here in the UK. So kind of really early on in that kind of like uh, big tech sector. Um, as I said, I uh, started off as a developer, uh, did other things, uh, other kind of technical roles, but kind of slowly moved towards the business side of technology um, and you know, started to look at uh, how businesses solve problems with tech rather than just kind of tech for, for the sake of it. Um, and I think that that probably came to, it's, came to fruition around 2011, 2012. Um, I was working on a large government technology project. I was working with Um, three other really good friends uh, and we had the idea for a business Um, cloud was coming along at the time excuse me cloud was coming along at the time and uh, we knew that uh, using Amazon technologies and Microsoft technologies in the cloud was going to be a huge thing so we decided to start a business uh, around that those kind of services Um, we were lucky uh, we kind of rode that technology wave rode rode that cloud wave Uh, we made a real good name for ourselves uh, especially with uh, working with Amazon, a uh, company was called Clockwork. Um, and we specialized in uh, moving Oracle systems to AWS. That was kind of a niche. Um, and and kind of growing that, but starting and growing that business, finding that niche, and then really kind of doubling down in a specific area taught me a lot about kind of how business works, how to work with customers, how to work with partners and so on. Um, and I realized I really loved it. Um, and I've kind of carried on in the business side uh, more since then. Um, to round that story up, uh, we sold that business back in 2019. I went on to work for the acquirer, um, a great company called Navisite. Um, came away from them literally almost a year to the day at this point um, and decided I wanted a complete change. Um, but I wanted, wanted to stay with technology, wanted to um, work with uh, really smart technologists and biz- business people um but perhaps not just do one thing all the time um so that's when i came up the idea for build grow last um so i do advisory work now um working with uh, different stages but all technology uh, businesses mostly here in the uk um and basically i help them to start their business grow their business uh, and and really make it into something which is stable and valuable into the future amazing thank you um, so could you tell us a little bit more about your current business, Build, Grow, Last, and the sort of customers you have and how you work with them? Sure, yeah. So um, it's mostly uh, startups and growth companies. So uh, I don't work with any kind of, you know, like very large organisations, things like that. What what I really enjoy doing is is working with people who are at the at the early stage of something, I guess the early stage is probably within the first sort of seven, eight, nine, ten years, um, because it takes a while for people to, to, to actually build these things. Um, but yeah, so it's, it tends to be startup or the kind of growth stage. 
maybe people who are um, uh, from either from a startup up to maybe 100 people uh, in the organization, um, maybe uh, reaching 10, maybe 15 million pounds in revenue, that kind of thing. Um, and it and all of those, and I, I generally work with the founders uh, and the leadership of the organization. Um, and what I find is there's huge commonalities um, on the problems they're having. Um, but what's amazing is that it is people repeat solving the same problem again and again and again. So um, two of the largest problems that these businesses have are building the right team, so hiring really good people, and then acquiring customers, or getting really great customers to work with. And you know, and those are the two sides of the business, really. It's like, what is the work and who's going to do the work? Those, those are the two sides of it. Um, and there are problems that have been solved, like, thousands of times in our industry but we seem to go over and like try and solve these problems again and again and again so a lot of the work that I do is um, identifying the stage that the company is at identifying which of these kind of um, repeated problems they're having and then applying kind of best practice to them so like how do we go and find how do we um, attract great people to the team? How do we go and recruit them really well? How do we look after them to make sure that they're growing in the organization? And then with customers, um, how do we identify which customers we can really flourish with and will really, really benefit from our services? Um, how do we sell to them? And how do we make sure that we deliver on those promises as well? Um, so I think it's looking at those common problems, um, repeatable solutions, and then just applying a lot of best practice um, and, and a lot of persistence as well to make sure that things really, really kind of bed in in the business. Yeah, that sounds really good. So from that, what do you believe is the most important thing to running a successful business? I, it's a great question. And I, I think about this a lot. Um, and, and I think lots of people think when they think about running a business and, and starting a business, there tends to be a lot of focus on the idea and the leader and the founder and you know all these kinds of things and, and raising money and things like that. there's a lot of focus on those kind of events that happen those large kind of events um i think and this might not be a popular thing to say but i think getting your business to the point that it's boring is really really important so getting it to the point that it is predictable and repeatable is really, really, it's a precious, precious thing. Um, so, so two of the kind of tenants of that, that I, that I took work with my um, clients uh, are around persistence and repetition. So what are the things that we can do really, really well? How can we keep, how can we make sure that we're doing those consistently? That's our persistence. Um, and how do we make sure that we're doing them regularly, repeatably in the same way? And that's our repetition. And that applies to lots and lots of things. It, it applies to uh, how we go and find our customers. It applies to how we look after our staff. It applies to um, uh, how we take care of the money in the business and you know th those kind of fundamentals as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's, al although it's kind of the boring end of the business, I think if you can get to a point where um, persistence and repetition are core values in your organization you can build something that's really stable and really kind of trustworthy and mm. I think that's hugely valuable yeah and obviously with um trying to run a successful business um there are a lot of challenges that you may come across so what are sort of the main challenges that you find within your uh customer and business I think um 
I, I'm going to go back to a couple of previous answers, but often I find when I start working with a leader or a, a leadership team, um, they can be pretty stuck. Um, so often, you know, you've been in the business for quite a long time. You, you probably, um, you've got a number of problems that all kind of overlap and mesh together. So, you know, the, 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 everything kind of becomes a, a tangled mess and I call it a spaghetti problem. So it's like a plate of spaghetti and each, each kind of strand of the spaghetti is one of your problems. But every time you pull on one of them to solve it, the rest of the plate kind of moves and shakes and stuff like that. And it's really hard. Um, so I think one of the, the first things we have to do is kind of look at that plate of spaghetti and just divide things up and, and helping um, business owners, leaders, get clarity of what's happening in the business and then prioritize what are the most important things to do first are really valuable. And I think, so, so I think that's, that's generally the initial challenge is kind of breaking that down, making sure that we're doing the right things first um, and, and, and looking for the, the problems that we can solve that will then kind of automatically solve 10 other problems as well. Um, there's an old saying, which is, there isn't a problem in business that can't be solved by more customers and it's really true right you know the moment you start bringing more revenue through the door often you solve a lot of follow-on problems uh, and you find similar um you find similar kind of core solutions throughout businesses as well so i think uh yeah to breaking down the problem prioritizing the solution and then slowly getting towards that persistence and re repetition where the the company just kind of ticks over runs like clockwork and grows predictably yeah, that was a great analogy. That was, yeah, that was good. <laughs> exactly. um, so from that, what are your sort of business goals for the next five years and how do you think that the business environment will change? It's a great question. I think um, I'll take the second part first because um, I think, you know, how I look at my business is kind of reflected by how you um, kind of organisations and businesses changing. I, I think we've when we look at how businesses are changing at the moment, we concentrate a lot on um, post-COVID, on globalization and things like that. So we, we look a lot at you know, how, we, um, how we serve and sell across borders, uh, how, um, how we embrace home working, how, you know, all that kind of thing. And I think those things, I, I think a lot of that is actually embedded into the business model right now. We might still be adapting to it. It might still be a, a little bit, um, uh, uncomfortable because it's recent change but I think actually we've adapted towards to uh, towards kind of living and working in that new business environment now what I think is really interesting is when I um, look at startups and new businesses and they're they're changing the way that they structure their own business from a a team point of view and I'm starting to see organizations that Yes, there's a business there and there's a team and there's an organizational structure, but it's kind of a community as well. And they kind of view themselves not just as a business that sells to customers, but they kind of see themselves as um, the, the two things mesh together. So the customers are part of the journey. The product develops in response to the customers. The customers feed into it and the kind of everybody moves forward as a community. I think that's really interesting, and I think that's where um, I think that's where very well established businesses are kind of lagging behind a little bit, and I think that's where startups and growth organizations have got they've got an opportunity to really shine and really 
develop because I think it would, you know, you think about that, that would be amazing to think, you know, I'm a team of 20 people and I've got another 20 customers. We're a kind of a community of 200 all together and we all move forward and we all, you know, all the businesses grow together. Um, I think that would be really powerful. And I think a little bit downstream of that, I see um, ownership structures changing. Um, and this happens in Europe a little bit more than it does in the UK, but um, people or, or team members within the organization having more of a share of the success um, as part of that community, I think is really interesting. And, you know, whether that's a profit share or an ownership share or, you know, or something else. Um, but I think organizations that empower their team to really share in the success of the organization in some way, and again, as a community with their customers, I think they could be a really powerful force. I think that really engages a team. So I think I, I'm really interested in those sorts of changes in the business community. Um, and then just to bring that to the way that back to the way that I work. Um, I mean, I, I work with kind of core customers. So I have a small number of large customers um, that, I, that I work with, and that's kind of the core of my business. But I'm really interested and I've started um, cohorts as well. So where uh, a number of like startup entrepreneurs or like growth entrepreneurs come together and we have a call like this, but maybe there's 10 people on it and we've all kind of got common goals. Um, we all want to move our businesses forward, but we learn from one another as well as like from Jim being an advisor or whatever. Um, so, and again, it's it. I, I think the power of that community and people learning from one another, kind of getting energy and enthusiasm from one another, celebrating one another's successes. I think that's really powerful. So I'm really interested in how I can grow that kind of cohort part and and kind of work with more people in community as well as kind of working with individual businesses as well yeah lovely so what is the best piece of advice you have ever been given and how have you kind of carried that piece of advice um through your career and implemented it into your own business uh i think i, I go back to to right at the top of this um podcast we were talking about 1997 graduate intake into Oracle. Uh, one of my mentors and bosses at the time was a gent called Jim Henrys, and he went on to work in Intel and do amazing things. Um, and he once said to me, uh, whatever you do, identify what the core value of the business is, align yourself with that and check every day. And that that's one of the pieces of advice that I've I've gone back to and it's, it's interesting, it's, I've gone back to it as I've gone through my career and it's meant different things to me each time I've gone back. And I think that's what makes good advice really good advice is kind of as you grow and as you change, you go back to it and you think, oh my God, I see a little bit more in that now. And that means something slightly different to me than it did five years ago. What it means to me now is um, it's, it's all about customers. So, you know, when you think about the value of the business, so what Jim said was, you know, identify the core value of the business. So what do you offer to the customers? What benefits do they, do they get? So you should be thinking about that. Align yourself to it. So is what I am doing directly contributing to what makes the customers' lives, businesses, whatever, better? Because that's what's important. That's the mission of the organization. That's why it's there. And then check that every day. And I think that's really powerful as well. I think there's a really there's a real temptation to get distracted by emails and Zoom calls and um, I know Jira and Confluence and all these kind of tools that we have to help run our businesses. And 
but they, they can be a distraction from actually what is the work. Uh, and I think reminding ourselves every day of, of what the work is, how it benefits the customer, and am I actually doing that, I think is really powerful. So I'll repeat it again, because I think it's great. Um, identify the core value of the business, align yourself with it, and check that you're doing it every day. Yeah, great. That's definitely a good bit of um, advice for people to take away from this podcast. So thank you for that. Um, and finally, can you please just share um, a little bit more information about some of the initiatives you're currently working on and where people can go and find a little bit more about you online? Sure. Yeah. So um, uh, on so socials, it's mainly LinkedIn. Um, so uh, you'll find me Jim Ball on LinkedIn. Uh, quite easy to find. I'm sure you guys will link it in the notes and things like that. Um, uh, the, the initiatives I've got going on at the moment, I mean, mainly the advisory work, also the cohorts. So I'd say, you know, if anybody wants to find out about, um, you know, best practice for starting and growing a business, um, you come and find me on LinkedIn. I, I post about that stuff every day. If you're interested in getting a little bit deeper, maybe you want to start something, maybe you want to grow something, have a look at the cohorts. Again, they'll be linked from LinkedIn. Um, I try and run them on a monthly basis, um, but we're kind of getting into a cadence there. Um, but yeah, ultimately people can find me in that spot. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast. It's been great. Thank you for having me.